Are your wiper blades chattering, skipping, or squeaking? Don't let streaks or smearing on your windshield compromise your visibility. When it's time to replace your wiper blades, stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts and see our selection. Our professional parts people will even install your new wiper blades while you wait. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. The secret to catching prize-worthy fish? Fishing like a local. Jonas Knox here with Fishing Booker. The valuable knowledge of a local guide can turn a fishing trip of no bites into the best catch of the day. Go to fishingbooker.com to discover thousands of local fishing charters from all around the world and create your perfect angling adventure with their easy-to-use online booking system. Visit fishingbooker.com and book your trip today. Fishing Booker. Fishing trips made easy. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. Winter is coming. Heavy rain, sleet, snow, and ice. Are your tires up for the challenge? In the season's worst conditions, winter tires are a game changer. They elevate traction, control, and confidence. They sell only the best, like the full line of Kumo tires. Go to TireRack.com slash sports. Tell them what you drive. Your tires will ship fast and free to your one of over 10,000 recommended installers. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. Outkick the coverage with Clay Travis live every weekday morning from 6 to 9 a.m. Eastern, 3 to 6 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for Outkick the coverage at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every morning on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. Now let's get this party started. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. Chad Withrow from the Outkick 360 is going to join me next to talk NCAA tournament, uh, NFL uh, draft trades, all of that. Also, in the third hour of the program, Albert Breer does great work at Sports Illustrated covering the NFL. He is scheduled to join uh, us as well and break down that big trade by the San Francisco 49ers. But as, uh, as we set the Elite Eight and as we get ready for the games that are going on tonight and also tomorrow – which, by the way, still has got me all crossed up because I'm not used to Monday night basketball and Tuesday night basketball. Um, And so many of you are going to be bleary-eyed because they have pushed back all of these games to such an extent. Uh, We've got Oregon State-Houston, which is a 7-15 Eastern tip. And then, and God knows how far they might push it back, we've got Arkansas-Baylor, which isn't scheduled to tip off until 10 o'clock on the East Coast. And I know a lot of you out there are like, dude, are you kidding me? Because the USC-Oregon game didn't end until late. And heck, even the Alabama-UCLA game didn't end until late. Uh, and then they're going to nail you with uh, with basically Saturday, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, all super late nights for sports fans if you're a hoop junkie. Uh, like uh, I know many people are at this time of year, even if you're not a hardcore college basketball fan, uh, you're still paying a lot of attention and uh, and by the way, we got hammered in the gambling picks. That's not been a good run. Dub, you didn't have a good weekend gambling either, huh? Yeah, basketball, golf, just all around bad. 
it's so much better, I feel like, in general. I don't want to complain because we didn't get the NCAA tournament last year. But I feel like Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday is so much better because then you get time to kind of sit around. And by the time we come on on Monday, we're like, hey, the Final Four is set. Uh, I'm, I'm looking forward to watching. I mean, these are certainly four teams that are playing tonight that I don't think anybody anticipates regularly being competing for a Final Four spot, at least not historically, uh, in recent 25, 30-year history. Uh, Oregon State, who has gotten on a run, I mean, let's be honest, came out of nowhere, uh, going up against Houston and then Baylor, both those teams pretty substantial favorites. And based on the way they're playing, the team that I would tell you to bet on is the Zags because they are playing out of their minds. And I don't know that it matters who they play against right now. I feel like they are going to go 32-0. and They're going to win, go to the Final Four. That game is on Tuesday night. Uh, and that things are just on an absolute tear with them. And I feel like sooner or later we're going to get into legitimate debate about whether or not they are the best college basketball team uh, in the 21st century. Because I think it's fair to say that because I think there's an analogy you can draw, and I talked a little bit about this and probably will continue to build on this analogy, but Gonzaga feels a little bit like, to me, Georgetown back in the 1980s, by which I mean sleepy religious institution – And everybody now knows Georgetown, but I went to college in D.C., and I would say Georgetown is one of those schools that almost has a bigger national profile than it does a local profile. And let me explain what I I mean by that in terms of Georgetown. D.C. is a Washington football team town, Washington Redskins historically. The team that most people follow, first of all, it's a transient town, right? So you've got a lot of people who are not from the D.C. area, Northern Virginia, Maryland, all the the, the area there. But Maryland is the team with the more substantial fan base. It's not very far to College Park. You're just barely outside of the D.C. metro region. You're not very far away. Virginia has a ton of fans. Even Virginia Tech has a ton of fans in the D.C. metro area. And so Georgetown, because it's a small private school, has a monster national reputation. But they never really had this monster historic fan base in the D.C. area. And yet, because of the success John Thompson had with Patrick Ewing and Georgetown in the 1980s and then led into Allen Iverson... And now we'll see whether Patrick Ewing can follow in the footsteps of John Thompson and return. He had, obviously, Georgetown in the tournament as a 12 seed this year, but they kind of snuck in there through the back door winning the Big East tournament. But the question is, is Gonzaga the modern-day Georgetown? I think the answer is yes. Small, private school. I haven't looked at the SATs and the ACTs, But I bet the test scores are going through the roof for Gonzaga in terms of the amount of uh, kids that are applying to that school because March Madness is the best possible advertisement for them. And really, it was Georgetown's basketball program that really made the Hoyas a super elite school to go to because so many people suddenly became aware of this small Jesuit institution in Northwest D.C. Because prior to that, it was kind of this sleepy school 
that didn't really have a major national reputation. But what John Thompson did was make Georgetown brand them as such an incredible draw that tons of people started wanting to go there. The overall revenues increased. The admissions rate plummeted, meaning they were starting to reject a lot more people. It got very difficult to get into Georgetown. And I bet the same thing is happening with the Zags. But what we are seeing from Mark Few, if he can manage to do it, is he will have over this past 15 or 20 years built them into an unbelievable team that has become a star franchise, basically, out of nowhere, which almost doesn't happen in sports anymore. And Mark Few did it without feeling the need to ever leave, which is pretty incredible. And he's 58 years old now. He's 625 and 124 in his tenure with Gonzaga. 31 and 20 in the NCAA tournament. And he goes just about every single year. And so... If he were able to win this year, in addition to joining Indiana from 1976 by going undefeated, he also might coach for another 15 years at an incredibly high level. And already, if he wins a championship, they're recruiting at a really high level. They could take it to a completely different universe and become as good of a program for a private school as Duke has been with Coach K, which is pretty wild to think about. Again, Mark Few, 58, not that old in the grand scheme of things, considering how long he's already been there. This has got the potential to really be something special if they can get it done this year. We'll talk about that with Chad Withrow a little bit, who he reminds them of, that program in general. All that's still to come on Fox Sports Radio. This is Outkick the Coverage with Clay Travis. What's up, everyone? It's me, three-time NFL All-Pro Sean Marion. And I have a new sports podcast called the Lights Out Podcast with Sean Marion. This podcast is special to me as I get a chance to talk to some of the best who've ever done it on the field or the track. So whether it's talking to a Super Bowl champion or a NASCAR Cup Series champion, the Lights Out Podcast will bring it to you the only way I know how to. I'm giving you the best insight from the best who've ever done it. Listen to Lights Out with Sean Merriman on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcast. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. And you know O'Reilly Auto Parts, you know, o o o O'Reilly, who are in the business of keeping your car on the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts offer friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. The team at O'Reilly Auto Parts can test your battery for free, in or out of your car. If it needs to be replaced, they'll help you find the right battery for your vehicle. Need your windshield wipers replaced a brake light fix or a quick service they'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help whether you're a car aficionado or an auto novice you'll find the employees at o'reilly auto parts are knowledgeable helpful and best of all friendly and by the way i was just at o'reilly not that long ago within the last month and guess what needed some help with the alternator had some questions with the batteries they helped me right away and did it right there in the parking lot the professional parts 
people at O'Reilly Auto Parts are your one-stop shop for all things auto, do-it-yourself, and you can find what you need in-store or online. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit them at O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. All right, game off. we got to pause here to talk more about Monopoly Go. I know what you're saying. Flag on the play. You already talked about that, but there's just so much good stuff in this game. In Monopoly Go, you can team up with friends for time tournaments where you work together to build up each other's boards. The more you win together, the more awesome prizes you unlock, and there's so much to get. Unique stickers you can trade with friends to complete albums for big prizes, cool new playing pieces to travel the boards with, hilarious emojis for taunting friends when you smash their buildings or heist their vaults. Plus, Monopoly Go feels new and exciting every day with constantly changing tournaments and challenges. A ton include their new unique mini-games like Digging for Treasure or a Robot Pachinko Machine. And there's always new timed events that help you win big like massive multipliers for everything you win or rent frenzies. There's always something fun to discover in Monopoly Go, so get off the bench and go download it now free on Google Play or the App Store. Game on! What's the secret to catching prize-worthy fish in exotic waters? Learning to fish like a local with Fishing Booker. Hey, Jonas Knox here with Fishing Booker. There's only one way to turn a fishing trip of no bites into the best catch of the day, and that's with the valuable knowledge of a local guide. With FishingBooker.com, you have the world's largest booking platform of local fishing guides right at your fingertips. Use Fishing Booker's easy-to-use online booking system and discover thousands of local fishing charters from around the world ready to share their tricks of the trade. Create your perfect fishing experience and search for charters by location, species, salt versus freshwater, and more. Plus, it's smooth sailing with Fishing Booker's simple online payment method. You'll always fish with confidence when you start fishing like a local. Start your angling adventure now with Fishing Booker. Visit FishingBooker.com and book your trip today. Fishing Booker. Fishing trips made easy. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. You've put it off long enough. It's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has tires that will elevate your drive. Touring tires for commuter comfort. Performance tires for sporty handling. All-terrain tires for on- and off-road adventure. Go to TireRack.com to get started. Not sure where to begin? Use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from the full line of Bridgestone tires. Shipped fast and free to a recommended and installer near you or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation they'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site it doesn't get much easier than that go to tirerackcom sports to see their bridgestone test results tire ratings and consumer reviews and be sure to check out all the current special offers great tires and a great deal what more could you ask for that's tirerackcom sports tirerack.com the way tire buying should be we bring in now uh, one of OutKick's newest crew members at the OutKick 360. He is Chad Withrow at Withrow Zone. Uh, Withrow, what did you think of the basketball all weekend long? How much time did you spend watching games? Well, it got good uh, late at night last night, right? Yeah. With, uh, the, the conclusion of the early night game with Alabama and UCLA. Uh, but my thought, my thought that I have, Clay, is – Always foul up three Amen. with time yes. ticking down and send them to the free throw line. It, it, to me, it's the easiest thing. If you're looking at all the mathematical formulas that are out there, 
and all the analytics available to you in all sports now, this seems like the easiest move to make is to foul up three with that much time left. It almost uh, burnt uh, uh, UCLA in the game, but, I mean, it did to send overtime, but they ended up going on and winning it. But, man, uh, what a game between Alabama and UCLA. But always foul when you're up three. Yeah, you know, it is interesting because in that scenario, they Bama drained the three to get into overtime, and UCLA ended up pulling away late. And that's four wins now uh, for Mick Cronin at UCLA, which is uh, pretty impressive. I, I think also probably watching it, Michigan fans, I know UCLA's gotten hot, but I think they had to be pretty excited about getting the opportunity to play UCLA for a trip to the Final Four as opposed to playing Alabama. And if you're Alabama losing that Sweet 16 game in the fashion in which they did, particularly tough. But there's a couple of things in college basketball that drive me crazy by and large. One, the inability of teams to make smart decisions with the uh, two-for-one possession which is a huge thing in the NBA. If you watch, obviously they have four quarters, so they have more opportunities to go two for one. Uh, but almost nobody does it at the end of the first half or at the end of the game if you have a scenario where it can make sense. Uh, a little bit, Bama did. I don't know that it was intentional in the way that that, uh, that came down the stretch. Uh, but also, yeah, that scenario of fouling for three and maybe don't even allow the pass to be inbounded. You know, you can hold without intentionally fouling on an inbound pass and immediately put somebody on the free throw line, especially as bad as Alabama was actually shooting free throws. Having said all that, is Gonzaga so good at this point that really it doesn't matter about any of the other games? Because I've watched them play, and I feel like they just have a different gear so far in the tournament than any other team that I've seen. Uh, that that basically they are going to go 32-0 and and win the championship. And if they manage to do that, and they're sitting at 29-0 and right now with 28 double-digit wins, where do they rank in terms of all-time best basketball teams? I know there's more talented teams, and when I think about the just sheer best teams that I can ever remember watching, one of the ones that immediately comes to mind is the UNLV team that ended up losing to Duke back in whatever it was, 91, 92. That was 19. They won in 1990. That was 1991. That was Duke's first of back-to-back titles. Yeah, that was the uh, Christian Leitner, Bobby Hurley, Duke team that was was able to win that 91 title. But I think that UNLV team was undefeated until they lost that game, right? And uh, that's one of the best teams that I've ever seen. Kentucky has made a run at having an undefeated team. Uh, we've seen a lot of teams with chances, in theory, to equal that 1976 Indiana team. Uh, but I do feel like a lot of this is just window dressing for what feels like an inevitable Mark Few championship. I think, Clay, you hit the nail on the head uh, with the UNLV comparison. Because when I watch Gonzaga, I think about UNLV. It's two teams from an inferior conference. I mean, Gonzaga's the best team in college basketball, so I'm taking nothing away from them. But they're not playing in the Pac-12. They're not playing in the Big Ten. They're not playing in the SEC or the ACC, much like UNLV wasn't playing in those conferences. Um, so the, 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 the comparison holds with that when you look at their conference schedule. But I, I'm with you. I, I think you watch Gonzaga. If you don't like this Gonzaga team, you don't like basketball. Yeah. I, I don't know how you can't like watching this team play. Uh, Kispert. And the way he shoots it, Jalen Suggs is amazing to watch and his passing ability. Timmy down low with the handlebar mustache, just the way yes. these guys feed off each other, the way they pass, uh, the offensive continuity. It's amazing to watch these guys. Uh, to me, they are hands down uh, the best team in the nation this year. And I, look, I've been rooting for them from the start. 
I hope they roll. I mean, I hope there's no single-digit games. I hope they win every game by double digits. And I hope, uh, you know, here in a week or so, 10 days from now, however long it is that we're sitting here talking about Gonzaga as maybe the greatest college basketball team of all time. I think they're close. Yeah, I mean, I think when, when you would look at it, what you would say is in this era where typically there are really talented players, but they don't necessarily stay for that long. I mean, the the, the thing that would be unique about the 90s era teams was there was no one and done, right? So I don't remember exactly what year Larry Johnson and Stacey Augman and Anderson Hunt and Greg Anthony and that entire crew all were, but they weren't freshmen, right? They had been there for multiple years. They had won the title the year before with uh, Jerry Tarkanian. They had a lot of sizzle to them. They were a lot of fun to watch. And uh, and th- there's no doubt there are more talented teams because I do think the overall level of talent in college basketball is substantially lower in 2021 than it would have been in 1990. And there are probably some people out there who would argue about that, but I think it's true because the players would stay together longer. They would play uh, play longer. They had better relationships. But the fact that getting to 32-0, and 0, what I would say puts Gonzaga on a different level if they're able to do it is nobody else had to play through a pandemic. So the fact that you get to 32-0 and 0 and stay disciplined enough to win in what is a totally abnormal year in college basketball, to me, factors in in a big way here too, which bumps them up in a big, uh, big way for an- analyzing how good they are from a historical basis if it comes to fruition. And also, Clay, I think you can put – and look, I loved – you know, that was our heyday, right, when we were growing up. I loved watching those UNLV teams. Uh, Anderson Hunt was one of my favorite college basketball players of all time. You mentioned Stacey Ogman and, and Larry Johnson. But I, I'm looking at this Gonzaga team, and every mock draft I look at, they have two lottery picks on this team, and Jalen Suggs and Corey Kispert. I think Kispert has a chance to be back into the lottery and Suggs will probably definitely be there. I think Timmy is going to be an NBA player also. I mean, that's three NBA players, possible first-round picks in their starting five. So this team does not lack talent. And I think that would surprise a lot of people because you hear Gonzaga, you still think about – it's not this plucky upstart anymore under Mark Few with, what, six straight, I think, Sweet 16 appearances and now going to the Elite Eight. Uh, but people would think, oh, they're maybe not as talented as some of the other blue bloods uh, that may be out there. But that's no longer the case with Gonzaga. They've got coming in next year. I think they're their greatest recruiting class yet. Um, so I, they're now playing at a level where they're going to be bringing in a mixture of one and done guys to go with their players that stay there three and four years. And to me, that's the formula. If, yeah. if you can, you can't build your team around one and dones. But if you can bring in the right complimentary one-and-done type talent that complements juniors and seniors in your rotation, I think that's how you have this level of success that we've seen from Gonzaga. I think also the culture is there. And and this is where I, I think Mark Few kind of being comfortable in his own skin, having a great program that's really rolling they don't have the pressure on them. I don't know how many beat writers cover the Zags on a day-to-day basis, but a lot of people said Mark Few was crazy uh, back in the day for not deciding to take bigger jobs where maybe the lights would be a bit brighter, maybe he would make a little bit more money. 
but it seems like he's almost got a perfect life <laughs> up there because he's built a culture. Uh, they are the straw that stirs the drink in Spokane. They have been great for 20 years with him now, and it feels like they're going to kick the door in. And you know, as you just mentioned, with the recruiting classes and the guys who want to play there, they almost are creating kind of a uh, kind of a vibe for themselves of a Georgetown West back in the day. If you remember what John Thompson had rolling, Georgetown was a small, sleepy school, the Jesuit institution, much like uh, Gonzaga, that nobody really had heard of, right? I mean, it, it was regionally known as a good school, Georgetown was, but it wasn't a great school. And then John Thompson got there, and suddenly they started winning at an incredibly elite level, and they built such an incredible national brand. And I feel like the Zags are doing the same thing on an opposite coast almost right now, if that makes sense. Because you can point to other schools, you know, like uh, the Big East was not necessarily a big-time basketball conference until the 80s, right, when John Thompson really got things rolling with uh, Georgetown. And there really wasn't any sort of – I mean, you can point to Duke. You can point to uh, schools like that that are private schools that have obviously got things rolling with Mike Krzyzewski. But to me, the Zags may be the easiest historical analogy in basketball to draw – it's Georgetown, and that Mark Few is Georgetown is the Gonzaga version of John Thompson. Well, I, I think it's a good one. So, go with me on this, Clay. If Georgetown begat Gonzaga on the West Coast, does Gonzaga begat Loyola Chicago if Porter Moser stays? Yeah, and turns down bigger jobs, could they become the Gonzaga Georgetown of the Midwest in a smaller conference with a culture? That's built because we're starting to see that now with Loyola. Look, I know that they had a disappointing performance against Oregon State and got put out of the tournament over the weekend. But I, I watched that Loyola program and watched the way they play and how well that system works. And now you can see where they're going to start attracting better players. And the great thing about – let's go back to Gonzaga. The great thing about Gonzaga, it's not about Mark Few having to take risks with players. He's not having to go out and take a bunch of guys – he doesn't want on that roster. You know, I think of, uh, I live in Nashville, I think of Belmont under Rick Bird. The players that are attracted to a program like Gonzaga, that Gonzaga would also target because of talent, it, it works itself out, right? It's like the ultimate dating app. Like <laughs> people that are bad personalities for Gonzaga would never decide to go to Gonzaga. Yeah. If you've got a track record of being a problem for a coach or being a problem for a teammate, you're probably not going to list Gonzaga in your top five. I think you're going it's to be also, looking at bigger programs, right? So I think it just it weeds itself out perfectly where Gonzaga is going to be interested in very few players that they're actually going to recruit, and those players are going to match up perfectly personality style. I look at the same with Porter Moser at Loyola. I think he could do something similar. It's going to take a while, and they've got a long ways to go, but I, I look at that program – and I think, why not? That that could be the Gonzaga of the Midwest. That's also a school where you can't hide people. By which I mean, you know, if you're a big state school, you can get guys in even if they have no business being in college, right? But there right. are certain schools, I don't know what the enrollment is of Gonzaga, 5,000, somebody, a dub, look up the actual number of students there. Uh, but there are certain schools that are small private schools. I mean, I'll give you a couple of examples that have had success running through the NCAA tournament. Davidson with Steph Curry. I, I think I almost went to Davidson. I think they have like 1,600 students on the whole campus. I mean, it's like a high How school. big is Villanova? 
Villanova I mean, I, also also not a very big school. They've won, they won two of the last four national championships yeah. under Jay Wright. Wake Forest with Tim Duncan kind of had things rolling. I think Wake Forest is around 4,000 undergrads. Duke is not a very big school either. There are relatively few of those schools, 7,000 at, at, with the Gonzaga. But, I mean, a small school by which I mean it's not like there's 50,000 kids that go there. This is not Ohio State, right? This is not Arizona State where uh, nothing against those schools, but they're just so massive that the athletic programs are a pinprick. The other thing that I would say that so, – so I do think you're right about the way they can self-select. And, and also, just you probably don't want to go there – if you are uh if if you're trying to be in the bright lights all the time right you can get a great uh great basketball education you can win at an incredibly high level but it's not like you're at UNC or Kentucky or, or or one of those schools where the spotlight is on you all the time the other thing i would say is this is let also me, let me, let what's you, great about college basketball of, yeah let me give you a quick example of what you're talking about with that um I, I, I like to pick on Will Wade at LSU just because he's still employed with everything going on with FBI investigation and everything, which, is, which amazes me. And now we find out that that investigation continues. I don't think Gonzaga and LSU are fighting over the same player. Yeah. Right? While LSU yeah. is very, very talented, and I'm not taking anything away from their team because they've got a very good team, and those guys, they got four guys who are going to be good NBA players on that LSU team. I don't think culturally that Gonzaga and LSU are vying for the same players. And I think that can be the separation between a program like that. Like you said, a program where you can't hide anyone uh, at a Jesuit school in Spokane, Washington, as opposed to the big state school. I'm just using LSU as the example, but you could pick other big state schools also. The other thing about this is Mark Few's possible in college basketball in a way that he's not possible in college football. By which I mean, because of the NCAA tournament, which puts everybody on theoretically equal footing, you have an opportunity to get into the tournament to be an overall number one seed. I don't know how big the college football playoff would have to get, but we still haven't seen anybody outside of a Power 5 conference really get that close to being able to make the playoff. And so, you never have that opportunity of a sort of middling school becoming elite Boise's probably as close as we've gotten in in years past with Chris Peterson and what they were able Brian Harson what they were able to accomplish they never quite managed to get into the playoff or into certainly the BCS title game maybe you have to go to eight I, I'm not sure if you would get in at eight maybe if you have an automatic bid for a non-power five conference that changes it and you can have a school like Gonzaga or Georgetown back in the day that kind of rises from uh, from outside the, the quote-unquote power conference. Uh, you need a John Thompson. You need a, a guy like Mark Few who's willing to stay at a school for a long time. We don't really see that in college football. Yeah, and it's, it's, it's a good point. Also, I think the nature of the two sports, it lends itself to this. You know, basketball should not be a one-and-done type sport. And what I mean by that is the nature of the game, the way shots can fall or not fall, the way breaks can happen in a game. It's, there's, at the professional level, they play series in the playoffs for a reason. 
Yeah. Right? It's a sport that's really better being played. Also, you want to get two guys better. can make a difference. One guy can take you from uh, from being Absolutely. mediocre to making a run to the Final Four or certainly to being an NCAA tournament team if you're not able to win once you get there. One or two guys can make a big difference in a way that doesn't happen in football necessarily. But it is, I think, the, the well, take, great, take the, the great let's, equalizing let's at, factor. Well, let's look at the state of Alabama, for, for an example. In football, Alabama and Samford can play in football 150 times, and Alabama will win 150 times. Yeah. But if Samford gets the right player in basketball, they could play this year's Alabama team and beat them in a one-off scenario with the right luck, hitting the right shots, everything else. That's the beauty of, the, of this tournament. That's the beauty of March, and that's why we watch. But it's not necessarily the best always at getting the true champion or the best team year in and year out. But it's also why we like it. Now, in football, it's just much harder because of the nature of the sport and how many players are on the field at once and sometimes the difference in talent to where it takes a lot for the heavy, heavy underdog to put everything together to win a game over 60 minutes, right? Yeah. It's just very different from that respect. So it's sort of the beauty and the agony of college basketball. You get into this sport that really should be played at the highest level at the end of a season in a series-type format. But when you get a one-and-done single-elimination tournament, it lends to some wackiness, but it also doesn't always lend to the best team winning the national championship every year. But it's also what makes it fun. You know, we wouldn't change it for the world, but I think it's different from college football in that respect, where, let's face it, we know going into every season, the four or five teams that are going to compete for a national title. We've talked a lot on the show so far about the big trade that happened on Friday uh, afternoon with the San Francisco 49ers moving up to three. The assumption is, I think, pretty clear. Trevor Lawrence is going one overall to uh, the Jags, number two overall. It would be a big stunner if the Jets don't draft Zach Wilson or if somebody else doesn't trade up to get the Jets' number two pick to get Zach Wilson. It seems pretty clear that those two guys are slotted in one-two in some way. Who do you think the 49ers should draft at three? Justin Fields, Trey Lance, or Mac Jones? I think they should draft Justin Fields, but I'm not Kyle Shanahan, and I don't run that offense. I think that the 49ers are going to draft Trey Lance. I think I think he fits perfectly with what Shanahan wants. I think it's either Lance or Mac Jones. I don't think it's Justin Fields. I think Fields is the best quarterback prospect of the three, but I believe it's probably going to be Trey Lance for the 49ers. Do uh, you think – yeah. Here's the other fascinating part about all this, Clay, though, is, is what, what happens with Deshaun Watson. Because we saw the first crazy trade, right, with the 49ers. But now, is, is he able to be moved with everything going on? No way. Is that the next domino to fall? Or I don't, I I mean, don't I, think there's any way. The Texans are stuck with a guy who's a great you know, franchise quarterback, but with all of this you know, stuff going on around him, I, I'm curious to see what happens with all of that. I, I don't I, – there is no way, if you look at the 20-plus lawsuits that have been filed, that Deshaun Watson is going to be able to play in September for the Houston Texans. I think at an absolute minimum, he's going to be out for – God, I, I don't even know how long he's going to be out. At least six games, maybe eight games. And so it's possible once they get a conclusion they could trade him. But I think it's wild. I don't think we're going to get a conclusion anytime soon, despite the fact that uh, 
I think a lot of people are going to get frustrated with how long this process plays out unless he's cutting a check for 10 or $20 million to settle all these lawsuits. I think this thing's going to drag on for a long time with him, and there's no way he's going to cooperate with the NFL personal conduct policy. The last question I was going to ask you, uh, let me. can you come back for like a five-minute segment here to close out the hour? Anything for you, Clay. Absolutely. Yeah, I appreciate it. That's very lovely. Uh, all right, so <laughs> the question I'm going to ask Chad Withrow when he comes back is this. What are the Falcons going to do? Because they've got a new head coach in Arthur Smith. They've got a new defensive coordinator in Dean Peace. They've got... Matt Ryan, who has been historically a pretty good quarterback, but how often are you going to be up that high? You know that at minimum, you're probably going to have two of these three guys available, Justin Fields, Trey Lance, Mac Jones. To me, are quarterbacks going one, two, three, and four? And if that's the case, which quarterback is going to be left out to fall? Because could you then find yourself in a scenario where, I don't know, the New England Patriots, someone like that, if a Mac Jones is floating around out there, do they trade up? What happens there? We'll discuss when we come back. This is Outkick the Coverage with Clay Travis. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. And you know O'Reilly Auto Parts, you know, o o o O'Reilly, who are in the business of keeping your car on the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts offer friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. The team at O'Reilly Auto Parts can test your battery for free in or out of your car. If it needs to be replaced, they'll help you find the right battery for your vehicle. Need your windshield wipers replaced a brake light fix or a quick service they'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help whether you're a car aficionado or an auto novice you'll find the employees at o'reilly auto parts are knowledgeable helpful and best of all friendly and by the way i was just at o'reilly not that long ago within the last month and guess what needed some help with the alternator had some questions with the batteries they helped me right away and did it right there in the parking lot the professional parts people at O'Reilly Auto Parts are your one-stop shop for all things auto, do-it-yourself, and you can find what you need in-store or online. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit them at O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. All right, game off. We got to pause here to talk more about Monopoly Go. I know what you're saying. Flag on the play. You already talked about that, but there's just so much good stuff in this game. In Monopoly Go, you can team up with friends for time tournaments where you work together to build up each other's boards. The more you win together, the more awesome prizes you unlock. And there's so much to get. Unique stickers you can trade with friends to complete albums for big prizes. Cool new playing pieces to travel the boards with. Hilarious emojis for taunting friends when you smash their buildings or heist their vaults. Plus, Monopoly Go feels new and exciting every day with constantly changing tournaments and challenges. A ton include their new unique mini-games like Digging for Treasure or a robot pachinko machine. And there's always new timed events that help you win big like massive multipliers for everything you win or rent frenzies. There's always something fun to discover in Monopoly Go, so get off the bench and go download it now free on Google Play or the App Store. Game on! What's the secret to catching prize-worthy fish in exotic waters? 
Learning to fish like a local with Fishing Booker. Hey, Jonas Knox here with Fishing Booker. There's only one way to turn a fishing trip of no bites into the best catch of the day, and that's with the valuable knowledge of a local guide. With FishingBooker.com, you have the world's largest booking platform of local fishing guides right at your fingertips. Use Fishing Booker's easy-to-use online booking system and discover thousands of local fishing charters from around the world ready to share their trip of the trade create your perfect fishing experience and search for charters by location species salt versus freshwater and more plus it's smooth sailing with fishing bookers simple online payment method you'll always fish with confidence when you start fishing like a local start your angling adventure now with fishing booker visit fishingbooker.com and book your trip today fishing booker fishing trips made easy Hey, it's Jonas Knox. You've put it off long enough. It's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has tires that will elevate your drive. Touring tires for commuter comfort. Performance tires for sporty handling. All-terrain tires for on- and off-road adventure. Go to TireRack.com to get started. Not sure where to begin? Use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from the full line of hand-cooked tires. Shipped fast and free to a recommended install near you or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation they'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site it doesn't get much easier than that go to tirerack.com sports to see their hand-cooked test results tire ratings and consumer reviews and be sure to check out all the current special offers great tires and a great deal what more could you ask for that's tirerack.com sports tirerack.com the way tire buying should be I got to be honest with you, Withrow. I've been doing these train ads every, I don't know, couple of months uh, for like five years now. And I've convinced myself that I'm going to get hit by a train now. Like I, I am like the most cautious person every time I get near train tracks because I don't want somebody to pull the clip of me doing a train ad and then be like, oh, look at the irony. That guy who did train ads for five years got hit by a train and died. I mean, I, I don't know if anybody is more cautious at train tracks than I am now after doing all those reads. It's uh, well, it's working. I mean, your yeah. your own ads it sh- that shows how advertising works is that you're doing those ads and hearing them, and now you're more cautious around trains. Uh, same thing, by quick, the way. True story. Quick true story, by the way. My father was hit by a train. Oh, uh, while dr- while driving a car in was uh, he in sober? California. No, he was not. <laughs> <laughs> if he's listening right now, he probably wouldn't let me say that. I mean, maybe it was just a punchline. Was he in the car by himself? No, he was in the car uh, with someone else, and he uh, tried to – I don't think he ever saw the train. Yeah. But uh, he got out ahead of it. He got the, spun by the, the top. It hit, oh, wow. The train hit the back of his car as he went through. Yeah. He saw it right as he started going across the track, sped oh, up, hits the back of his car and spins him out, uh, where he just spun around for a while. But, uh, yeah, true, true story. So these, these train crossing ads are really going to pay off now. How old was story. he at the time so that he got hit by the train? Now. Oh, this is probably 1963 or Oh, so if, if, so if he had been just a little bit slower, you would have never existed. Oh, correct, yes. This was well before I was thought of. Yeah, he that's was like early 20s, yeah. you know, at the time, I, I would say. Um, and yes, to my knowledge, not sober at the time, uh, which also is uh, – that's another cautionary tale that we should tell uh, you. Right, I, I mean, so I, I – I would not it, advise either of those things. Getting hit yeah, by a it's train a bad combination. Alcohol yeah. and, and trains, bad combo uh, for, for train conductors too, I would imagine. Uh, also, I didn't say it was alcohol, so <laughs> that's yeah, what it was. Yeah. He didn't really – 
he would not confirm. Uh, it was California in the 60s. There's no telling what it might have been. Yeah, uh, so uh, we could probably put two and two together and figure that one out. At the Chad Withrow on Twitter, he's at Outkick. All right, so before we were uh, discussing getting hit by trains, um, what do you think about that Atlanta Falcons decision? Which sneakily, Matt Ryan could end up on the trading market. Like, it wouldn't have stunned me. It didn't happen. Obviously, if you're Matt Ryan, you don't want them going and drafting a young guy in the first round. It's not the same thing, but it's because he's not as successful as Aaron Rodgers. But it's a little bit like what the Packers did to Aaron Rodgers when they went and grabbed Jordan Love. Because I'm sure Matt Ryan still sees 28-3 to in his head all the time. And he wants, he still thinks, whether it's true or not, hey, we can make another run. Julio, we can put the band back together. We can get back into the playoffs, win some games. And if they go draft a quarterback, it's basically them saying, Arthur Smith in particular as a new first-year head coach, yeah, Matt Ryan, your career here is basically over. That seems to be the expectation. Do you think they go quarterback? It's amazing because I've got a lot of family in Atlanta that are big Falcons fans. And when I talk to them about this, they all want Matt Ryan to be the quarterback and for a quarterback not to be taken right. with that pick. Which if, you think he's the, if you think he's the answer, I totally understand that. I mean, look, he's a Hall – people are, are going to say it's crazy for me. Say, Matt Ryan is a Hall of Fame quarterback. Like, if you look at all – and people are going to be like, what? Record scratch? Look at all his numbers – if you are in any way validating numbers, Matt Ryan's statistics, Dub, give me some background here so I don't sound like an idiot because some people are going to immediately uh, come, come after me for that. But if you look at the numbers historically and figure that Matt Ryan's got a solid three or four more years of putting up big numbers, I don't see any way he gets left out of the Hall of Fame when his career is over. But I also understand completely If you're a Falcons fan, you're sitting around and you could be making the argument. If it hasn't happened for Matt Ryan yet, it's not going to happen for him now. And I wonder what, uh, what, you know, Arthur Smith as the new head coach is thinking. By the way, just over 7,000 yards. uh, He is currently ninth overall in, uh, in yardage. Yeah, it's uh, and, and honestly, a blown twenty-eight to three lead over the Patriots from being a hundred percent. He's won an MVP away. Uh, yeah, from being from definitely being there. It's weird that the Hall of Fame debate we we can discuss another time. But when people argue that Eli Manning's not a Hall of Famer, I, it, I scratch my head. Yeah, uh, with that's because they Bowl hate Eli and where he ranks all time. It's it's weird to me that people Matt Ryan. Tenth all-time in touchdowns as well. By the way, for Matt Ryan, and he's yeah, going to I, end up got, much better than he is now. I'm with you on Matt Ryan in the Hall of Fame. I'm just saying if people are going to argue Eli's not in the Hall of Fame, then they're definitely going to argue Matt Ryan's not in. But anyway, um, I, I would have a hard time not taking a quarterback. If Justin Fields is there at four and you're Arthur Smith and you're starting something new, if you really like Justin Fields and I really like Justin Fields, I, I would have a hard time not pulling the trigger on a quarterback at four. Now, also, if you want to go with the Matt Ryan's got four or five good years left, even at his age, and we can we can continue rolling the dice with him. He's got a good supporting cast around him. How can we make it better? Kyle Pitts is very intriguing. Yeah. And an offensive mind like Arthur Smith, I want to see Kyle Pitts go to a Sean Payton or an Andy Reid or an Arthur Smith or a Kyle Shanahan. I want to see him go somewhere that can get really creative because – 
He's a stud. I think he's one of the more intriguing prospects in the years. He, he's six six, two fifty. He plays like a basketball player. Um, he's basically a jumbo wide receiver, but he can also block. You can line him up on the line of scrimmage. There's so many different things you could do with him. And, I, and knowing Arthur Smith and what he was able to do with the Titans, I could see Arthur Smith being able to play with a toy like Kyle Pitts in that offense with the Falcons and do some really cool things with them. But again, personal preference. If Justin Fields is there at four, I've got a hard time passing on him if I'm the Falcons. For people who don't remember it, by the way, Justin Fields, Atlanta area quarterback who initially committed as a five-star to Georgia, so he would be effectively going back home. There are a lot of people probably that would be excited to see him there. Chad Withrow, uh, we will talk to you next week. Enjoy the games tonight and tomorrow. We'll see what happens with the Final Four. Nice. Next week, I'll tell you about how my dad got hit by a, by a hot air balloon uh, when he was landing uh, after the train story. I'm it's jotting down great. that note that, that's so I can make sure. Yeah. yeah, hot air balloon stories we'll throw next. Uh, by the way, as we go to break, 40 to 1. Did not have a good gambling weekend, but you can have a good gambling weekend. 40 to 1, any team to win and go to the Final Four. Two games tonight, two games tomorrow. How do you get the 40 to 1 offer? FanDuel.com slash Clay. That's FanDuel.com slash Clay, a 40-to-1 offer. Get hooked up now at FanDuel.com slash Clay. When we come back, third hour of the program rolling on, we're going to talk with Albert Breer from SI about the big trade in the NFL. And also, of course, we're diving right back into the NCAA tournament. Big win for the West Coast, among other things. Big wins, I should say, for the West Coast. This is OutKick on Fox Sports Radio. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Are your wiper blades chattering, skipping, or squeaking? Don't let streaks or smearing on your windshield compromise your visibility. When it's time to replace your wiper blades, stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts and see our selection. Our professional parts people will even install your new wiper blades while you wait. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. All right, game off. We got to pause here to talk more about Monopoly Go. I know what you're saying, flag on the play. You already talked about that, but there's just so much good stuff in this game. In Monopoly Go, you can team up with friends for time tournaments where you work together to build up each other's boards. The more you win together, the more awesome prizes you unlock. And there's so much to get. Unique stickers you can trade with friends to complete albums for big prizes. Cool new playing pieces to travel the boards with. Hilarious emojis for taunting friends when you smash their buildings or heist their vaults. Plus, Monopoly Go feels new and exciting every day with constantly changing tournaments and challenges. A ton include their new unique mini-games like Digging for Treasure or a Robot Pachinko Machine. And there's always new timed events that help you win big like massive multipliers for everything you win or rent frenzies. There's always something fun to discover in Monopoly Go, so get off the bench and go download it now free on Google Play or the App Store. Game on! 
I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts.